0: We're going to cover a little bit more than we normally would on an instant reaction since I've kind of missed a few things over the holiday weekend. But Richie, welcome back. Uh, we have quite a bit to talk about today.
1: Yeah, no, we got commitments, decommitments. Um,
0: we could talk about my sunburn. a <laughs>
1: little <laughs> pink there. Yeah, rough, rough uh, weekend.
0: Yeah, I hope everybody was safe over the holiday weekend. But uh, Rutgers picked up a commitment today from the Hun School's Dante Barone. Uh, it sounds like they're bringing him in as a an H-back slash fullback, even though he's listed as a defensive lineman on rivals. Uh, tell us a little bit about this kid, because we just offered him last Friday, so less than a week ago, and he's already committed today.
1: Yeah, so so it's a little interesting. Um, I, I don't know if you guys uh, saw the Logan White commitment article that we posted, but the very last quote in there was, yeah, I really want to bring my friend Dante Barone with me when I go to Rutgers, so. Obviously, the offer came right after that. They've done their research. They have uh, those elite showcases over at like all these preps. Actually, at, like every high school now. Um, and I was there, I want to say, May 17th, 18th, whatever it was. And obviously, Coach Alrich was there. Coach Dunzio were there. So they both got a chance to see him. And um, I, they just really liked him. Um, it's intriguing to me. It's an interesting get. Uh, we haven't listened as a defensive end. I kind of saw most of the drills he was doing as, as a defensive end. Um, he has packed on the, quite a bit of pounds over the past couple of years, so this is where it, so it gets a little concerning. They're te- like a lot of people are saying they're taking him as an H back, but he's like two seventy right now. It, I was going to free... ask if
0: those measurements are, are actually up to date. Yeah, him. so he, he used to be a high school
1: quarterback uh, his freshman year, and just kept packing on pounds, packing on pounds, and then eventually, obviously, they moved him down the defensive line. And uh, yeah, I mean, I I don't I don't know if like that's probably not the ideal weight for an h but who am I to judge? It's, uh, I don't know if the last time I saw a scholarship h to be honest.
0: Yeah, it's been a while. Um, is that something that Gleason has wanted from, like, the start of being here, is some kind of, like, hybrid, like, scholarship guy that he can kind of get creative with, or is this just they saw a guy they liked, and he fit this specific role, and they just offered him because of that.
1: Yeah, I mean, Gleason's pretty well known for being very creative when it comes to offensive schemes. And if, if you look in
0: the NFL, there are
1: still a couple. Mike Burton still made a hell of a career for himself. Um, The Chiefs have, uh, I think, is Anthony Sherman, is it still? I think they have Anthony Sherman. or so, so yeah. They have a fullback of some
0: kind. I think it was, uh, Anthony Sherman's a UConn guy, too.
1: Yeah. And yeah. So, I mean, there's still a couple out there and there's still ways to use them correctly, but I guess it does help in, in terms of an extra blocker, especially when your offensive line's not as good as it has been since like, what, 06 or something. But uh, yes, yeah, wow. so, I mean, it, it will help them in that regard. Uh, I just, I, it's an interesting get, like um I'm not going to say it's, it's a great get. I'm not going to say it's a bad get. It's just a intriguing get at this point in time, especially with so many open slots still.
0: So he's got a pretty good offer list. Are all of those legit offers or have those been on his profile for a while? So I, I can't speak about the Boston
1: College one. I don't know about Syracuse and Temple, but I, but I can tell you that like Illinois was pushing very hard. Illinois was ready to take one on an official visit um, two weeks from now. And um, that they, they liked him. They actually liked him as a defense lineman. So um, it's a little intriguing tidbit there, but uh, yeah, they, they were ready to have him on an official visit. I actually was going to, put in a future cast for illinois because it sounded like he was all all but done with the Illini. and now oh, wow just uh ruckers obviously offered and jersey kid wants to stay home uh good friends with logan blake so it makes a lot of sense um they did just land another Hun school kid though over in illinois say, this is
0: gonna be like a, a Hun school supercast here <laughs> yeah
1: it's uh between Rutgers and illinois i mean they're both pushing this Hun school thing uh quite a bit they landed zach amwin Rutgers lands dante barone Rutgers lands logan blake uh, the Big Ten in general, uh, Mark lane's going to Iowa. I mean, it's potential Logan Howland could end up at uh, Michigan or Iowa. He has two official visits to those two schools. I mean, Big Ten feeder program is the hunt school at this point.
0: Yeah, uh, so that Zachary Amlin commitment to Illinois was a bit mm-hmm. of a surprise to me. I didn't necessarily think they were in the running. It sounded like Rutgers was in a good place with him for a while. Mm-hmm. Did, did that one just kind of come out of nowhere as well?
1: Yeah, a little bit. They started to fade off a little bit. Um, we started hearing about like him scheduling uh, an Illinois visit, and that was kind of like it's almost like the nail in the coffin. Especially if you just visit it in like for most schools or most recruits, I want to say not every recruit, obviously. If you're going on a spring visit to a school, and then like a month later you schedule your official visit, it's kind of like all right, and no one else, no other official visits. You kind of think it's locked up. Now you can go through the Rutgers targets and fact check me on it but there, there's a good chance like uh let's say a Durrell robinson who just took a visit to campus what last month doesn't have any other officials but Rutgers. i want to say there's a pretty good chance he ends up at Rutgers. so that not every recruit but for most recruits i want to say that uh that's pretty factual
0: yeah no that's that, that kind of checks with what i've noticed peripherally too i like I, I haven't actually gone through and looked at it yeah i mean the, so obviously
1: too. there's so many different situations there's the like, quail god foot the coin like <laughs> but we really don't know but um yeah that's probably the most factual type situation there but uh, yeah gotcha. it, was, it was weird it was just a random kind of uh addition for illinois i mean good good for them because i think he's a pretty damn good prospect but um, this is where it gets interesting because now you're down to like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, about ten or eleven offensive linemen that you have offers out to that haven't committed. And I'm, I'm just looking at like those ten or eleven and I think only one or two as official visits to campus. So now you, you might have to send out some more offers and see what happens.
0: Yeah, no, we've seen a few different waves of offers come recently. And I do want to talk quarterbacks because I know people are going to want to hear about that. But for, uh, before we do that, I do want to talk about a little bit more about Logan Blake, who is another commitment we got. He's a tight end out of the Hunt School. He's doing a post-grad year there. He played previously at Delaware Valley High School. I think that's in Southeastern PA, if I'm, mm. if I'm correct. Uh, Jersey. That's Jersey. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he is just a huge dude. Um, and it sounded like you had a lot of good things to say about him after you saw him mm. in person like about a month ago. Tell us what Rutgers is getting in him and how this commitment came together
1: yeah so this one i actually really like a lot um i, I kind of argue that like he might be like their second best commit now you can debate that between some might say john stone's number one some might say peterson's number one um but i, I really do like um logan blake uh, i saw him a couple times um in person over the past couple years whether it be at Valley and he came to camps and then um recently at the hunt school and his catch radius is ridiculous he had some crazy diving catch which i'm kind of mad like i just missed like on my camera um i had everything going and then someone starts talking and just you get distracted and all of a sudden he makes this crazy diving thing and i'm like oh god oh. damn it like and watch he's gonna commit the rookers like like i want to say like two weeks later he commits the Rutgers. i'm like all right great like fuck <laughs> my life but um yeah no he, he's a really good prospect um i think he's a different type of tight end that you haven't had in a while at ruckers i don't remember the last time they had a good um receiving tight end um croft
0: maybe probably uh who was the guy who transferred to nebraska under Ashe? oh uh Vokalek. traffic J- yeah Vokalek. he he had his moments but i mean if You just look at the raw statistics he put up, it doesn't look impressive. But when you realize how bad that offense was, no, and he was yeah. like the primary receiver for the second half of that season before he transferred. Yeah. So, I
1: mean, yeah, they, they finally get a receiving tight end. Um, I think it's going to be interesting now to, to see how he kind of builds on that frame. He's already like a legit, a legit 6'6, 6'7, around that range. He is skinny, he's like two, he's listed at 210, 215, something like that. But he, mm-hmm. I, I think he's more like 200, 205. But, uh, which, uh, Jay Butler over there, I'm not really concerned. I think they'll build him up pretty quickly. You got guys like uh, Rashad Rochelle came in at, like, 155 or 160 or something like that, and he's already – and I heard he's already up to, like, 175, 180, and it's like – that's, like, a six-month span. It's huge. It's incredible. So, uh, it is insane what he can do with guys, so I'm not concerned about that at all. I I do think – like I said, I think Logan Blake's one of the better commits in this class, and um, his catch radius is there uh he's decent route running too um and then he's, he's he's a basketball player so he's got the athleticism so i mean uh, i think he scored like over like 1300 1400 points so he's not like a bad basketball player either. he knows what he's doing so the athleticism's there and that's that's kind of what you want in your receiving tight ends nowadays so it's kind of a wait and see but I, I think he'll have a pretty good year for Hun.
0: yeah no he's the guy that after hearing what you said about him and then just watching his his film i actually think he's he might even be the best commit on our, our current commit list and that might say a lot of things both negatively and positively but yeah. uh, solid pickup there um, we did have some bad news as well uh, since the last time we recorded uh, it's, I think the last time we recorded or second to last time you were at that rivals camp you saw Yazid Haynes in person mm, you yeah. saw him win the, the rivals uh, camp MVP at wide receiver and now he gets an offer from Minnesota and he decommits mm, yeah. uh, is this an instance of you know, the staff has that rule. If you're going to take visits, you got to be decommitted. Or is he basically gone? Uh,
1: no, he, he, he's gone. Like, I, I mean, they could revisit it down the line, but I, I don't really see it happening. Um, I'd be shocked, actually, a little bit if he didn't end up at Minnesota. Um, P.J. Fleck's been pushing for him ever since that mid, uh, I guess mid-May mid offer. That was even before the camp. Um, then he, He's also planning on going to a couple camps this year, so he's going to go to Penn State and he's going to go to Georgia. Um, that's that Fran Brown effect right there. Uh, he, he's pursuing a lot of dudes that are committed elsewhere in the Philly area. Um, Quill Bertrand, he just offers a Colorado commit out of Philly down at Georgia. So, I mean, he's, he's going to just start flipping these, these Philly guys, in my opinion. But uh, I don't see either Penn State or uh, Georgia offering. I'd be a little shocked. But uh, I, I do think Minnesota is the front runner right now. P.J. Fleck offered them. They've been pushing ever since um they have a pretty good program over there so he's, he's gonna go check it out on june june 17th for an official visit and then uh kind of go from there i mean um i wouldn't be shocked if that ends with a commitment on that sunday
0: yeah that's a big loss because you know we really need receivers moving forward yeah. um it just seems like we're we're in a bit of a funk i don't know if it's because the relationships aren't there recruiting wise because you lost your two best guys and I mean, you're really building a pipe. Anybody who's worked in sales knows you're building a pipeline because you're making sales today. It doesn't mean that you everything happened today. It's years in, in development. So when Fran can start talking to a 23 kid, you know, in 2019, he builds that relationship. And by the time he's ready to commit, he's basically like a family member at that point. Yeah. And so that, I think yeah. you still have to kind of give the new guys a chance, but early yeah. returns aren't great.
1: No, th- this is a really tough one too because not only like is he a Pennsylvania kid not only were you like you the first one on him and you really the first one to push him but he also works with Dion Shaw who's Demir Shaw's brother yeah that's where it gets really bad but um I do saw I did see something online where Dion Shaw did get a job working as an assistant with uh, Roman Catholic over in Pennsylvania so that that, that could okay. help a little bit
0: yeah but, I mean, uh, it's a big program
1: yeah no it's a huge program it's here uh, Denmark so pretty Big four-star recruit um, out of there next year. I think he's top 100 right now. Um, he's considering yep. Rutgers, Penn State. He wants to stay local as of right now, but as we know, that never – I shouldn't say never, but that it happens once in a while, once in a Blue Moon. So, yep. um, we'll see what happens there. But, yeah, no, I mean, losing you see, Haynes is, isn't a good one, isn't a good loss. Um, it's kind of interesting because I don't know where you're going next. I keep looking at this um, – where our little recruiting board we have pinned at the top, and it's just – I don't see anyone super realistic. Obviously, Fama Toure is going to take an official. Jesse O'Fury, But no, these guys don't really stand out to me like like Yaseed Haynes did at that camp. Um, and then the rest are probably like long shots. I know they just hosted Frederick Moore yesterday, a Missouri guy. But he kind of like uh, he kind of told us he, it's probably a long shot there. He only kind of visited because he was in New York City and the staff kind of was like, hey, come visit. Like you're already here. And he was in New York City for some kind of fight. I forget what it was, but uh, yeah. I mean, it, it, there's there's um, recruiting's not great right now. Like they they need to do some work here and see what uh, see what else they can turn up, whether it be a diamond in the rough type or, um, I don't know. You got to send out some more offers, obviously.
0: Do you think they could start relying more and more on the transfer portal moving forward? Because they're having not a whole lot of success in the recruiting, in recruiting mm. high school kids, or is it just recruiting is just not great? They would ideally like high school kids over transfer portal kids.
1: Well, I know, obviously, um, they prefer high school guys just because you can develop them more a little bit. Um, I shouldn't say a little bit, a lot of it. Um, but at the end of the day, like, it's, it's, it's just tough. Like, you can go both. Obviously, you're always going to save, like, what, seven to ten at this point, transfer yeah. portal scholarships. So, yeah, they're going to hit the portal pretty hard. And they've had some success. They've had guys like um like JD Dorenzo, who's been pretty good. Um I'm trying to think well, who else even came in the portal? There's so many guys. Ooh, Taj um, Harris. Taj Harris is a good one. But if you notice, the only concern there is like they're only landing like the, the random jersey guys, like that wanna that need to come home almost. Like, yeah, JD Dorenzo is a great <clears throat> one. Like that, that's a good exi- like a great get in general.
0: That's probably yeah. the best recruit rec- recruiting. Uh, win that Shionis had outside of Gavin Wimsatt, honestly. Yeah, and it's not I, I don't mean to shit on
1: recruiting, but it, it's not in a good spot. And then, like, in terms of transfer portal in general, like, did they really beat out anyone else? Like, other than the J.D. Dorenzo one, Taj Harris was, like, at MIA, and I don't know what happened with the Kentucky. <clears throat> they
0: should do, like, a 30-for-30 30 30 about his his transfer because that was one of the weirdest things. And yeah. I'll still never forget that day where you looked into – well, you found out that Taj Harris – Mm. Was enrolled at Rutgers and it was like, What? No, like, how,
1: where did this come from? Like, this was yeah. beyond random. Um, that one, I mean, Willie Tyler, I think they beat out SMU, so it's like, Yeah, you, you should be beating him out, regardless, in my opinion. Yep. Um, Dunlap, Dunlap was a weird situation. Texas wanted them, then backed off, so I don't know what happened there. Um, who else did they add via Portal? I guess that's kind of it,
0: right? They didn't have <laughs> it right? Well, they got the uh. Mike Zacone, I think his name is. Ticone. Oh, uh, Trafani out, uh, out of
1: Colorado State. Um, converted lineman. So, I mean, I don't know how much competition. Sean Ryan. Sean Ryan was a good one. Here's a solid one. I don't know who actually else was interested in that one. I It's been so long since that one. But I mean, I do think they have to do something here. You have to get a, a shark recruiter. And maybe, maybe a guy like Orphy could develop into that. But it's going to take time. Maybe a guy like Demir Shaw could develop into that. But you can't expect that year one. And I don't even know if I'll expect that year two.
0: Yeah. With, I mean, when you look at Rutgers, when they've had a lot of success recruiting, it's always been because of Jersey guys. Like it's always yeah. been because Fran Brown's here or Jeff Halfley's here mm-hmm. or I think Ange when he was here was the Jersey guy, right? The t- yeah. tight ends coach, Brian yep. Angelico. Yep. So these guys are just like, for whatever reason, Rutgers you have to be really ingrained with the state to kind of recruit. Well, it seems it's not like a people who are out of state always say it's like some mafia tie bullshit. We all know it's not that, but there's just something about like being from New Jersey and knowing kind of like what it's like in the state. It is different than any other state. So I I don't know. We just, I think we needed to go out and get the best Jersey guy recruiter in the country and it's Fran Brown, but he's not going back. So find the second best. Elijah Robinson and he's not he's not going anywhere <laughs> yeah no it's just
1: it's a shame because if you could have kept Fran somehow I I know I was so against him being the defensive coordinator but like at this point I probably would have gave it to him and just, yeah like, like
0: make him the kid in the front seat with like the fake driver's wheel and he <laughs> thinks he's driving the car but really it's yeah. the guy next to him
1: <laughs> and just like Greg you got you got to do this like just you, you got to call plays and then Fran like do your thing whatever you got to do but he, they, they did need more help than other than Fran too they need they need more than that and I think if Marquise Watson was here with Fran Brown it would have been interesting
0: yeah and then, he's I, the guy I'm most hopeful for on the staff for sure yeah
1: and then Taekwon like Taekwondo was pretty
0: good people keep uh
1: keep talking about Pitt and how <laughs> Pitt's basically just offering Rutgers kids left and right um but uh yeah I mean he's got a bunch of good receivers going to like taking visits to pit. Now, will they land in commitments? Who knows? And that was always his biggest issue at Rutgers. You got Keen Williams, Santana Fleming, all these big four stars that visit and just never commit. So now if he can never get that going. I think he can be a top tier recruiter too. It's just, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Maybe, maybe you'll see Taekwon as a OC again
0: one day at Rutgers. I mean, I don't, I don't know that what the relationship there is like at this that's, point
1: yeah that's the other thing uh can't go um, bad mouthing on twitter it's not good
0: yeah no it was it's it was very immature how he handled some things uh which shiano is kind of like belichick like you keep it in house you don't really do that kind of shit and yeah i think he might not really like the environment that yeah Chiano kind of definitely definitely created. uh interesting to say the least <clears throat> uh the last thing i kind of wanted to touch on though is uh how many times have you had to say on the boards, we're not offering a quarterback in 23, we haven't offered anyone yet, we haven't offered anyone yet, blah, 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 blah. Then this week, suddenly two quarterback offers go out. We yeah. have one to the kid in California named Chiles, I think. Mm-hmm. And the other went out to uh, some Charlotte commit, I think it from a kid from South of North Carolina who's a little uh, undersized. Sean, Sean Boyle from
1: North Carolina, uh, North Carolina, Charlotte Catholic High School. And then, uh, eating from somewhere in California. I don't know, but I don't know if we're going to really have to even dive into him because it's, it's probably a long shot. It seems like there, there's a slight chance he might visit, but, uh, he's got a bunch of West coast offers. He was just at Washington recently. So I I don't see this one going in Rutgers favor. Now, Sean Boyle, like is super excited about this offer. He, he loves Rutgers. It's all of a sudden this, this first power five offer, So it kind of makes a lot of sense. Um, it does seem like he committed super early for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, he
0: committed in November, in
1: November of yeah. last
0: year to Charlotte.
1: Yeah, it's very very bizarre. Like, but if you if you watch his tape, like he's a uh, he's good pocket presence. He's nothing crazy. He's he's pretty good. Like uh, throw a uh, power behind his ball. But uh, he's he looks a little shorter. Like he's listed at six two, and I, I yeah, I, he's not
0: six I Find
1: that one hard to believe.
0: He's probably six feet even. Which, which
1: would be interesting because you kind of don't have that quarterback, I guess, on the roster yet. Because you yeah. have Evan Simon, you have who's what, 6'2", 6'3". You have Noah Vedrill, who's 6'3", 6'4". And then actually, I guess Noah Vedrill is like 6'2", 6'3". And then I, I forget what Gavin said is, but he's, I know he's not six foot. So, <laughs> um yeah, this is an interesting one because he's not a burner by any means. He's got a little bit of mobility. But at the same time, uh it, it's not this dual threat that they kind of been, have pursuing over the past couple of years so now it's like it's a little interesting to see like a completely different quarterback and i know gleason's always like i'm gonna mold my offense around the whatever quarterback i have mm-hmm. um but i mean it's it, it's just a bizarre uh, bizarre offer i guess i should say i shouldn't say it's bizarre offer it's bizarre to offer a quarterback in
0: june yeah so strategically this makes absolutely no sense because they've seen a good deal of Decent quarterbacks that they probably should have and could have offered. I, I get that Chiano has like this pride thing. It seems where you know if you're not showing interest in Rutgers, he's not just going to offer you to get you interested. Like yeah. it's kind of like it's an easy way to say we didn't go after him when a kid was never coming here. So a guy like Marco Lanes, I'm sure if he showed interest in Rutgers, we probably yeah. would have been more likely to offer him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just I don't get why you offer these kids now, like it. Is it because they just got done evaluating from the spring and now they realize they probably want to bring in a kid or is it because they want to be able to kind of have their pick of the plan B kids like this? I don't know this strategically. I can't find a a good explanation for this.
1: So I guess, I guess I'll give you my little rant right now. This makes no fucking sense whatsoever. (laughs) Like Sean Gleeson, has such a good track record with quarterbacks. He landed, he beat Alabama for a quarterback at Princeton. He got Shane Ellsworth, a four-star at Oklahoma State. Got Gavin fucking Wimsatt to go to Rutgers somehow. Um, And now all of a sudden we're like, nah, we don't want a quarterback. Six months later, like, oh shit, we probably need one. We have three and Evan Simon's probably not guaranteed to stay here or someone's not guaranteed to stay here. Yeah, actually, I'm not going to. I'd
0: be willing to bet that Simon leaves if he's not the starter this year noah's not back next year so you have one quarterback probably moving forward yeah and I, I know
1: it's hard to recruit a quarter like a transfer quarterback like in situations like this where you have noah vedrell who's a veteran and then you have gavin wimpsett so you're coming in and you're automatically qb3 at the best mm-hmm. so it so it is hard for them to recruit a quarterback like that but at the same time it's like just you're not going to offer 2023 this is like we're talking by the time this kid sees the field it's 2025 yeah like this makes no it makes zero sense, especially when you have a good recruiter. We're talking about recruiters that on the staff that are questionable, and this is the one that like you, you have a great one at. Just what the hell? And then you go out and offer a Charlotte kid. And yeah. don't get me wrong, he's okay on tape. He's not great, he's not bad, but it's like you that's that was your your whole like we're gonna wait, we're gonna wait and blah Charlotte.
0: <laughs> it makes no sense. And I I think the main my main idea was that they didn't want to do anything to even remotely upset Gavin. And yeah, I guess they're so. just putting their whole program behind a kid who, I mean, he hasn't – he's had flashes. Like, when he came in for the Illinois game, that mm-hmm. fourth down conversion, like, that excited a lot of people. But, I mean, he hasn't shown consistency. He didn't look great in the spring game. Like He looked okay in the bowl game. Like nothing yeah, he looked crazy. okay in the bowl game. I didn't think he
1: like, was great by any means.
0: So it's not like we're talking about, like, Trevor Lawrence here. We're talking about a kid with a ton of potential, but and I trust Gleason to develop him, but there's no guarantee he's going to work out. So we need somebody else. We need somebody else in the program that we can be developing. Because, I mean, I don't know if it's a Shiano thing or if it's a Rutgers thing. Like, we never seem to be able to keep the same quarterback starting for more than, like, two years since, like, Mike Thiel. Like, it seems like everybody's been dethroned at some point, and we need that backup, whether it be, like, Chase Dodd coming in for Gary Nova, or yeah. like, you know, insert quarterback here. Uh,
1: I don't know. It, it Yeah. It's like I said, it's, it's very, it's concerning. It doesn't really make sense why you wait this long and then you go off for two random ones. Um, one that probably you have no shot at in the Cali kid. Maybe he comes and visits, maybe he can change his mind, but uh, I know he did add, who else did he add? He added uh Oregon state. He just went to, Washington. Um, he, he's got Oregon, but I don't think that one's like a legit offer or a legit committable offer. Um, who else? Who else? He's got Hawaii. That's an interesting one. He's got Cal too. So I mean, it's not like the West Coast schools are after him. So I, I would be shocked if he came all the way to the East Coast to play for Rutgers. But um, it, it is. It just doesn't make sense. It's just. It's very, very bizarre. And I've said it on the boards a couple times, and I know people are arguing about it, but it's like it, it's hard to argue in Rutgers' favor of that one. <laughs>
0: Yeah, because you're putting – if you legitimately want one of these guys, you put your staff in a really awkward position to actually get them because mm-hmm. you're working against years of, of relationships. Yeah. it's adding it's, it with, like, a, an offer late in the process for quarterbacks because quarterbacks are almost always the first to commit, especially mm-hmm. the high-level ones. And so
1: – Yeah, it's it's just – it's bizarre. And then, I mean, I guess you could probably flip them from Charlotte. I'm, I'm actually pretty confident about that one, but it's like – not the same thing with the entire class. It's just, like, not a lot of hoopla. It's, like, more like, here's a 5.5. Here's a 5.5. Here's a 5.5. Here's another three-star. And
0: it's, like, and anybody a, who gets more offers is decommitting.
1: At this point, yeah, it seems like that. And I know people are, like, saying don't panic, but, like, it's June. Like, you lost, what? Is he Haynes? He's probably going to go to um, Minnesota. Who's the other one? Chris Johnson, who just blew that up. Was,
0: yeah, that one was never sticking around, in my opinion. I agree with
1: that um most Florida kids are tough to keep but yep that's that's the' so what you got to deal with when you recruit down there
0: now Devon fuse is picking up an offer from Pittsburgh Yeah, know, he grew up an hour away from Pittsburgh and trains with you know like we previously said the guy who trains Aaron Donald and a ton yeah. of other pit guys so I don't think we're I mean this is my opinion it's not based on anything Richie said or anybody said I don't see how we hold on to that one if if the kid is actually truly interested in pit. But.
1: So that's an interesting one. I am actually glad you brought it up because I forgot to, I actually forgot to tell you about this. Um, so I texted him the other day. I said, um, I "Said what's up, man? Congrats on that new off. He goes, what's up bro? I appreciate it. So again, like, just checking in any other official visits like right now, or like just, just Rutgers. And he goes, just Rutgers right now. I was like, all right, does that pit offer change anything for you? And he's just, uh, I was like, you know, I got to ask these questions. I got a lot of, like joking around. No answer. Hmm. I'm supposed to call him later. This week. Well, we'll see, but I'm gonna call him later this week and figure out the the full blown details. But it's 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 interesting. I mean, if Pitt is a legitimate take, or if he's a legitimate take for Pitt, I I could see him flipping it almost immediately. He's like 15 minutes outside of Pitt. All yeah. of that, like that whole two tenths program I was telling you about is like a feeder program to Pitt and Penn State. Um, so I mean I'd I'd be a little shocked if he if it's a legit offer i would be a little shocked if he didn't end up at Pitt.
0: yeah so that's one to monitor um would be unfortunate to lose him because it seems like the staff really likes him he's got a lot of physical potential um yeah he's also put up some pretty good stats on the football field um yeah it's a it's interesting recruiting time (laughs) for sure uh so we covered a lot here Richie. is there anything else you wanted to to touch on before we, we sign off for today
1: um, let me think. Today's Wednesday. Uh, oh, pretty pretty big news coming tomorrow. It sounds like with the, the oh yeah, yeah. What the what to figure something out there? But uh, sounds sounds like Rutgers is trending very well for a top thirty prospect.
0: Yeah. So all the coach Pike can't recruit guys are probably just in their caves, oh, just stewing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but at the end, that's all I really got. I'll be at Rutgers camp later later on today. Or, uh, oh, I guess when we post this, I'll be there. So, yep, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. That's all I really got right now.
0: All right, guys, well, appreciate you tuning in once again. It's been another night report podcast.